It is April 4th, 2018, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. And yeah, man, SmackDown Go Home Show for WrestleMania. Mania is a couple days away. Matt, are you hyped based on what you saw on SmackDown this week? SmackDown picked it up for me a little bit. It definitely did. I mean, I liked it. It was bookended perfectly, I thought. Yeah, I'll tell you, the stuff with uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane and then Kevin Owens um, and Sami Zayn later in the night, they're, I mean, really, really building that. They tried to do a little more heavy lifting with Nakamura and AJ Styles last night, giving that some more action. Uh, we saw both Asuka appearing and a, another fake cash-in attempt by Carmella. Overall, I mean, they're really moving things along before the the big show on Sunday night. So that being said, Matt, what did you think of that opening segment with Daniel Bryan and Shane? Well, Shane McMahon returning, but him and Daniel making it up and do you think are making up and do you think it was almost too good that it sets up one of them is going to turn on one another on Sunday? No, there's no way Daniel could be turning heel, right? So we know that won't be the outcome. Um, Maybe Shane, but then again, I don't think he can do anything because he's going to be getting that surgery, right? Mm. So this is just to make them have a Band-Aid, a little pretend, a few a few month makeup so Shane can take time off to get his surgery done, do whatever he needs to get done, and then come back and pick up the storyline where they left off. I think that's all that is. Yeah, I think um... – well, I think first, I thought SmackDown did a lot better job building the top matches uh, than Raw did this week. I thought the AJ Nakamura stuff, that was the best stuff they've done You know, the, at the end of the show for this whole build. Um, and I, I thought it was, they clearly were saying that this is the last time you're going to see Owens and Sammy on SmackDown. They didn't <laughs> say in WWE. So I, I wonder if they tipped their hat a little bit that, uh, Ooh, yeah. that they could be going to Raw. So I, I don't see a heel turn. I just think, I think it'd be... Um, idiotic to turn Daniel Bryan right now. This is the WWE. Yeah, they've tried it before, but I think the fans are just too into him. Uh, it, it's just, Timing's everything, and it's just not the time for him to turn heel. I don't know if it ever is for him, just because uh, the fans have just a natural connection with him. And then Shane, like, uh, like Matt said, he's going to have surgery soon, so it doesn't make sense for him to turn heel and just be gone. Although, yeah. 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 Although they love to write someone off TV with a beatdown, so maybe Daniel and Shane get the win, and then Sammy and Kevin just uh, tear into Shane. Or maybe they show up Tuesday. One last epic beatdown to Shane McMahon. Send him on his yeah. way. I mean, you could do that. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, you could just have I mean, you could have Shane stretchered out during the match. It's down to Daniel Bryan and the two. Yeah. And that's the angle. And then Daniel gets the win. You have 70,000 people chanting yes, going nuts. I think that would be a, I think that'd be an awesome finish. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to this match on Sunday. I think this is one that they've really built well, and uh, it should be good. They followed this up with Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Now, this was a rematch on, uh, what, what did they do, two or three weeks ago? Uh, non-title match. Uh, this, I thought, was very good. Went on for quite a while. We had Carmella come, up, uh, come out and almost do the cash-in again, but this time Charlotte kicked the briefcase out of her hand. And after the match, there was an Oscar promo, a little face off with Charlotte. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this? And how do you think they're building Charlotte and Oscar? This was slightly better. Um, I, I liked it. Um, I liked this whole show. If I'm being honest, um, I, I really did. This was like Raj said, I thought night and day different. That's how much I'll put it over than what raw put out there. Yeah. Getting into mania. It did make me a little bit more excited. Because a lot of these matches, 
on Mania, I'm realizing, are from SmackDown that I think I'm most excited for. Mm-hmm. Even the tag team match now. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Um, other than that, I just think this show was fantastic. That, that, that segment specifically, great match. I'll always love watching Natalia work uh, Charlotte. I've liked that match since NXT. Um, I, I think they could never have a bad match together. Uh, Natty could get a little too. She's still doing her over the top cartoony healy thing because she's not a heel in real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but action wise, love the match. Love the tease, even though we know it was going to happen. And it keeps Carmella in the upper echelon of that women's division because she was forgotten about there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, the match was really good. There's there's this weird thing they're doing on SmackDown lately with that. I don't. It's it's just awkward where the people from the previous segment are in the ring and then they start the entrances for the, yeah. the next match. And you know, after watching WWE for 15 years, you hear the entrance music and you just assume that they're part of the segment and that's going somewhere. It's just awkward. So I don't know why they're doing that, but uh, they it's did an, that here. It's an initiative that they're doing to see how it, how it takes. Yeah. And my favorite part about this is why do you guys always have to do it to SmackDown? Why never Raw? Why, like, can you be any more obvious? You know what I mean? That, hey, we'll just test and throw as much shit against the wall and see what's going to stick, and we'll use SmackDown to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we yeah. like SmackDown better at the moment. Well, yeah. part of it's because they're, they're not afraid to take risks. I mean, they're doing – now, granted, it's very hit or miss, but at least right. they're trying something different. Raw. Well, I so think they're trying the, the things that are likely to miss on SmackDown. Mm. Um, you know, what are like, they trying on like Raw? Like um – yeah, I guess because they're not trying anything. Brain, so. Brainstorming, I could have been, I could have done without them trying that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Carmelo, by the way, two hundred eighty-one days now, the longest reigning Money in the Bank holder in WWE really? history. Really? Yeah. So kind of. A, so I thought. Yeah, I thought this match was really good, Charlotte and Natalia. I still hated that Charlotte lost. Uh, you know, to Natalia a couple of weeks yes. ago when they're building her match with Oscar. Yes. She gets her win back here. Um, Still made no, made no sense to me that the first loss, but anyway, uh, this match was really good. Charlotte looked great, um, and uh, I like that Carmella Carmella teasing cashing in. It, it's yeah. getting a little old, but I'm sure there's a reason for that. Um, and a little spoiler alert: the matches after WrestleMania on SmackDown side, including the Tuesday's SmackDown Live, is uh, Charlotte versus Carmella for the women's championship. So yeah. interesting. And then on the Raw side, it's Nia Jax and Asuka. Now, someone in our comment section. What, uh, happens, what happens if there's a, I just thought of this, a DQ, Raj? At well, that's, a, that's exactly what I was going to say. Someone in the comment section suggested that Carmella comes in, nails Asuka with the briefcase. Yes. So that causes, Os- you know, Charlotte to get disqualified. Asuka's streak stays in. She attacks Charlotte, gets the win, becomes women's champion. So okay. You can do it that way, and you get, you get both. And you still got Oscar and Charlotte down the road, dude. Yeah. Yep. You still get yeah. that because we didn't get the clean finish. Mm-hmm. So right. you give them, you give these girls, I want 20 minutes from these girls. I really Oh, do. Yeah. yeah. Big time. I'm looking forward to this match. And uh, give me 20 minutes of that match, knockout, drag out. And usually I'd be pissed. Like, oh, they gave us a screw drop finish again. This is the <laughs> one time I'm giving them permission to give us a screw drop finish. Yeah. I so, think that's a, Yeah. You know what I mean? So so everything holds intact. You know what I mean? Because they booked themselves to a fucking corner with this undefeated stuff. No, yep. I think when you when you do the cash in, I think that it it helps take away the the crappiness of a DQ. You know, 
Like oh, when Rollins yeah. cashed in with Lesnar and Brock, I think I'm uh, with Lesnar and Reigns, people weren't disappointed that they didn't see a finish to Reigns and Lesnar because that cash in was such a surprise. So y- you do it, you know, and that that can override or over uh, uh, overshadow the, yeah. the DQ. So I think I think that'd be cool. You know what, Raj, I just realized and Glenn is that. Friggin', I just realized that I always thought if, if I'm that, that what's his name lost that match back at Mania and then Seth cashed in. That's how much that I guess finishes. I thought they matter. Maybe they don't because mm. I thought Reigns lost that match. And, and that's because of the epic beat and Brock put on him that entire match. Oh, you thought you remember that you thought yeah, you I, thought Lesnar beat Reigns and then Rollins. Some reason. I don't yeah. I, yeah, maybe I'm I'm totally messing that up somehow, but it just shows you what you remember and what you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Lesnar has only been beaten twice uh, since beating Taker, and that was once to Taker, which was a kind of a disputed finish, and then that Goldberg loss. But yeah, uh, yeah, Rollins cashed right, in and pinned Reigns. Yeah, that's right. What did you think of the little exchange between Oscar and Charlotte after Oscar doing the "No one is ready"? Charlotte grabbing the mic and saying, "I'm ready." Thought Charlotte was good. Yeah, that's a yeah. Oscar man. Oscar, uh, they she's so over the top animated that it kind of makes it takes you out of it. I think. Hmm. I, yeah. I, at least to me, I I thought her mixed match promo uh, late like later in the show was way better than uh, this over the top. Oh, I'm going to get you. You know that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's she's too much she's still accentuating the wrong words right and who am i because i couldn't i did not learn the japanese language and i was out there for two straight years um so i can't talk but it's she's accentuating the wrong words you know what i mean the wrong times of the of the wrong uh, the like the instead of the, the second syllable she'll do it on the first and she just throws everything off it, and it, it, it's hard to take serious when she does that it, it is and it's also uh, the biggest part of it is i can't believe i'm saying this she's almost too charismatic i can't believe i'm saying that. <laughs> yeah a little more yeah. mystery think about it she is that charismatic where she can hardly speak our language right but yet she's a ball of charisma you can see it it's just she's got to learn the language better i think is all it is and and she's i, I just think she's money i do really think she is they, they could she needs she needs more work she needs more uh english classes or whatever english lessons or whatever it's a real thing. I'm guaranteed that she's taking them. Um, and she'll be good, man, because she's able to cross over into that huge, huge, huge market. See, I don't even think that's it because she did that promo later in the show for the Mixed Match Challenge. And she wasn't as over the top. And I thought it was way better. She still and she spoke fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, her English was, you know, her English was fine. And I thought her her promo in that was was really good. I just her think English was not fine. Her English is never well, fine. but it was effective. Like you, you got the point got across, and 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 you, you felt for like she wise? was. Raj, remember what we said? Rooting for her wise was it fine, or was it well, you just through the channels and you stop and you go? Uh, well, I think if you're a bad, if you're promoted as a badass like Goldberg I, back in the day, you don't need a rah rah. I'm going to get behind this. You just need them to say I'm going to kill this person, and that's and that's yeah. it. And make yeah. that effective, you know, and that's you all know, they need from Oscar. You know what they've lost, Matt, to your True. point about her charisma almost getting in the way. Remember when this streak started and she came into NXT, her smile was scary. When she was smiling, it was like, what's going on here? It was that's not true. that she was, I mean, I, I hate to use the term, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cute. It's charming now when she smiles and it humanizes her. But as you've pointed out many times, when you want a badass 
undefeated striker in the ring, you don't want someone charming. You want them to be scary above all else. Yeah, and I, I forgot about that. She did have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her backstage promo with The Miz. Now, granted, they had multiple takes, yeah. but when she went to say something, Miz said, I'll translate, and she said, oh, no, I got this. Yeah. I that yeah. Was, that I th- was cool. I thought that was good. I thought her, yeah, I thought her backstage promo was really good. Yeah, uh, but it goes but, to show, right, when they have multiple takes. I, that's why, why do they put her out sure. on live TV to do this? I don't know either, brother. I do not know. But, but I do know, like, in her matches even, guys, in between her moves, watch her facials, watch her body language. She's charismatic as F. She just is. Yeah. And uh, they just need to rein it in and calm it down, especially, like you said, she's a badass. We don't necessarily want, like you said, somebody shaking the pom-poms and crap like that. We want friggin' badass face facials and less is more. Yep. And I think they're, and I think it seems like they're keeping her on raw. And I think she's just far, I think, you know, Charlotte's really good, but I still think Oscar's on another level in ring than anyone else. And I think that's why they want to keep her on raw. Just, uh, you know, having that, that, that best worker keeping them on raw total package wise. Oh, I'm sorry. No one touches Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. Or uh, she's it, between Charlotte and Sasha, friend. Sasha. And okay, Sasha. I love Sasha too. I do. I, I, I but yeah. she's she's two for me. Has yeah. Charlotte really had a good storyline yet, though? I was talking about this last time with some people on Twitter. She had her chance, and, and she's a friend, and I hate saying this, Glenn. She had her chance, but it was, in my opinion, way too early on. Remember mm. those busted promos she was cutting in the beginning of Raw? Yeah, you, you know, with her dad and things like that at the very beginning of her run. Mm-hmm. She wasn't ready for that. Yeah, wise, you know that was a good storyline they gave her, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. I heard and Sasha. I thought they had a good feud, but it, there wasn't much of a real story to it. But yeah, well, I, I Rick, agree. Rick Flair be... overshadowed the whole thing. I mean, the guy's a legend. You know, all props to him. But that was at the expense of Charlotte growing <clears throat> as a character, having him cheating to help her win all the time having i mean he fans were paying attention to him she was the the sidekick almost there uh, i thought their breakup story was good but even that was a little too rushed and her promos were very rough if you remember they were uncomfortable yeah yeah, yeah. and and even that promo she cut on rick uh when she was dumping him you could tell like she had a hard time doing that oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know definitely yeah oh man that was that, that was just tough to watch. Um, so we got backstage interview with AJ Styles, his side of the story leading up to the match with Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> at WrestleMania. So, okay, let's let's unpack this. So long way from the Tokyo Dome, not a dream match. It's a reality. Reality is AJ is going to beat Nakamura. So Shinsuke's angle on this is that AJ is too emotional in the ring. AJ's angle is is what? What's his motivation going into this? Have they really built this as a rivalry? I've just taken it, you guys, as he's the champion defending his championship against this guy who keeps kind of somewhat disrespecting him. Um, and that that's the way I've always taken this angle. I, you know, it's what, side, sorry. Yeah, you know what? It's I, I I wrote this on Twitter, but on TV they they're calling it a dream match, right? But outside of the fans who who know about their history and the stuff in New Japan, why would they think it's a dream match? You know, if you've seen Shinsuke Nakamura over the past year, he's been he's been fine. He hasn't had these amazing takeaway matches that he's had, you know, in NXT or New Japan, and they haven't sold that right. story of their their history to and why it's a dream match. So that well, 
they were considered, you know, they're two of the best wrestlers before they got to WWE. They wrestled once, Nakamura won. He's been eating at AJ ever since, and AJ's mm-hmm. been wanting that win back and show he's the best. That's a simple have, story. Have, have I missed that part? Did they put that over about AJ wanting to get his loss back? No, I don't think they brought up at all that AJ lost okay. to Nakamura. They just said that they, they hint, they say Tokyo Dome. That they've wrestled before, but they haven't said who won. Is that just Why the announcer a- saying it, though? Or is that AJ saying it? Uh, I think he it's just the Tokyo the Dome. He said they're far from the Tokyo Dome. He's they, he's mentioned it. Okay, but not the loss. He's mentioned but not the, the loss. Well, 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 to Raj, what I was going to say to your point was: here's the thing you need to remember, though. You need to remember this is WWE, and this is Vince's thinking. Okay. Yeah. He same thing with giving me my stuttering character when I go, but Mr. McMahon, I think six months ago, you know, I was cutting promos on team, you know, in the background of Team Lesnar and whatnot. I was talking. How are we going to tell these people I'm stuttering? Did I get hit by a bus? What are we going to say? <laughs> and I remember him saying something like, "I tell them what they think. I swear to you." Well, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and then so so what I'm thinking is this: when they keep saying dream match over and over, this is the way they they're they're, they're playing to us. You know, the, the fans that watch all kinds of wrestling, especially New Japan, and love it and love that matchup, right? And then, and then the, you have the younger generation who are like, why they, if you're worried about, okay, what, why would they be calling this a dream match? They don't care. It's because they're forcing it down those kids' throat and saying, guess what? This is a dream match. We said it is. We put it in lights. Therefore, it is. But it, do you think that's connecting? I don't know what connects with the kids, uh, yeah. that, that, that demographically speaking. I don't. Those 10-year-olds... Yeah. Uh, cool shirts, you know what I mean? Kofi Kingston, they think it's cool. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't know what they – I have no idea. Yeah, and speaking to your stuttering gimmick, and you just said Kofi Kingston. Remember they dropped his gift, his uh, oh, yeah. his accent just in a backstage throwaway segment. So I guess they yeah. could do that. <laughs> Did you guys uh, watch his photo shoot on the – No, I like that show too, no. It's good. What's funny is he talks about CM Punk for about two or three minutes. Now he speaks of him like he's dead, like he's no longer with us. Um, but, I mean, he just really puts him over. Talks about how much he enjoyed his time with the guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he still visits him in Chicago. Yeah, they're, they're, they're close. They were, uh, they were travel partners. And yeah. CM Punk would call him his housewife. I mean, his yeah. road wife. So. <laughs> Always befriend the guy with the bus. I think that's uh, the most important backstage tip. Good move. <laughs> from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. But I highly recommend it. Photoshoot's been killing it on the network, and Kofi's is oh, a good. great, great episode. Um, but I, I just think, Matt, to your point about what, what is AJ's motivation, I just think if they mention that Nakamura has a win over AJ, they don't have to say it was in New Japan. They just say he has a win over him in the Tokyo Dome, so you don't have to say New Japan. It, it gives more the fans more of a reason why AJ needs to win this match, as opposed to it's just a, a title defense. Do, do you open up a can of worms, then, of why can't we see the highlight of it or... Uh, or a picture of it or something like that. Um, you might, but speaking of which, do you know New Japan, they uploaded the uh, AJ versus Nakamura match from the Tokyo Dome, the full match. Huh. So It's on Wrestling Inc. this morning, so check it out. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe. And, you know, they could show pictures of it, you know. they, they I think they have shown Should. pictures of, didn't they show pictures of... Uh, AJ or the ball, the uh, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson, they did. I thought for sure they did. Yeah, with so. them. They've always walked a line though with the Japan. I mean, same thing when Balor and AJ went yeah. against each other a couple months ago. You're I think w, um, you're WWE. Listen, there's yeah. nobody even close to you guys. 
It's not. Yeah, you don't have to be. (laughs) You have to be so defensive. I think. I think a year ago, I think they have more reason to be defensive now, probably in their mind, than they would have a year ago. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough to build a match based on stuff that happened outside the company that they're not going to explicitly talk about. But yes, yeah, Zach, Zach mentioning in the chat, yes, it's an awesome match. If you haven't seen it, go to WrestlingInc.com. It's like the fifth or sixth article down uh, and watch that match. It's awesome. Yeah. Rusev versus Jinder Mahal. A preview, perhaps, of what's to come. Bobby Roode was on commentary. And of course, after Rusev picked up the win... Uh, with the Machka kick, we had Randy Orton RKO out of nowhere. Bobby Roode came mm. in the ring. Bobby and Randy were standing tall. So here's what I have to ask about this, Raj. Now, going based on your prediction system, Rusev picked up the win here. But it's Randy not- standing tall at the end, who's definitely not winning on Sunday? Well- <laughs> I told you, Randy, and your system is flawed. I've said this so a thousand times. Uh, I think I said Randy was winning. You, didn't you, you said Bobby Roode oh. was winning, right? Yes, Bobby's winning. <laughs> yeah, so I said I said Randy was winning. Now I'm thinking he's not. Now I'm thinking it might be gender. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, he's the only one that definitely uh, cleanly lost last night. But did you hear that reaction for Rusev with the win and the entrance, yes. and when Aiden did the pause and people chant? How could Vince not want that at Mania? There is the rumor that Rusev had asked for his release a little while back, and that's when mm-hmm. he got put into the, the four-way. So, um, you know, if that's the case and they, they decide they're pushing him, he, he could win. <clears throat> but based on the math, he's not winning. That It could be any of the no, other three no. guys, but Rusev's not winning. And this is going to do disservice to Bobby Roode winning, by the way, by putting Rusev in this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I a agree. fan favorite right now. People like him. Bobby as a face, it's just so it's, you know um, what it is? He's, he's doing the same character he did in NXT. They're just not calling him a heel and he's, he's not being a dick, but he's smiling up way too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, to he me, always comes off insincere. Smile. Yeah. Well, Hey, what did Vince <laughs> say? Everybody loves the guy who smiles. Yeah. 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 He, his character, there's just not, you don't get what his his character is right. You know, like he wears this robe, which is kind of an arrogant thing. You know, he says he's glorious, but then he's a smiling, happy baby face. And those two things don't really, uh, correlate. They don't. They don't. It's annoying. <sighs> Gotta do a heel turn, man. Maybe he loses a yes. mania. And then Tuesday he shows up in a robe, but it's like a bathrobe looking disheveled. He's depressed. He can't understand where it all went wrong. And then yeah. the heel turn. Yeah, I mean, with the way Bobby Roode is acting right now, really what fits him is his beer money character, you know? Mm, yeah. Where he's uh, just kind of a normal guy as opposed to uh, coming out looking like Rick Roode and then being super happy. Right. He'll get a good entrance at Mania, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, they they seem to only do the cool entrances for the the guys at the very, you know, the big the biggest matches, but we'll see. Or those that have cool entrances potential. Do you know what I mean? Like Nakamura, I imagine, is going to have a really dope entrance, don't you? I hope so. They haven't done one yet, except for the, the his first pay-per-view. I think they had the violinist. But, you know, NXT, they're miles ahead of the regular main roster pay-per-views as far as entrances go. Like the oh, stuff yeah. they do for Aleister Black and, you know, and when he's not in the main event. I mean, they do all this cool stuff, and then the regular yeah. WWE pay-per-views, it's just regular. They, they treat it like another show. That's true. 
I just remember with Nakamura though, what did they do his last takeover? It wasn't one violinist, they had like four violinists, but not in unison. It was just like a relay race of people walking with him to the ring. I want like the full orchestra bring out, you know, a string quartet, do something a little more impressive for this. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, he's in a world title match. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Um, man. So, yeah, that match last night. And then we got the pre-record from Shinsuke. So good on them for doing this, man. And Shinsuke nailed the take, I thought, in giving his. Now, the thing, AJ's too emotional. I still don't get that angle. But I, I like that he got to talk a little bit and show his character more. Again, I, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Does I agree with Glenn on that? Actually, I, Glenn, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think the emotional thing is just it, it, I don't see how that resonates. I don't think I see how that's a big enough insult to get you get you really mad. You know, again, uh, if you just brought up that that past loss and be like Nakamura, just keep saying I beat you. AJ can't beat me, and I've proven that, and that's it. And then that would get under his skin. I, I was just going to say, yeah, that would. I, I'm thinking the whole patting on the head during the tag match. Yeah. Instead of tagging him out of the hand. These are all things he's doing to get his goat, right? To get inside his head and screw with him a little bit. That's what I think he means, though, Glenn, by, by you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm saying he's too emotional. He's too easy to rile up. And in real life, that's very true about AJ. <laughs> you know? Not saying he's a hothead, but he's incredibly, when he's passionate about something, he gets red in the face and loud. But show it. You know, show, don't it, tell. It, and then is that you won't be able to understand a word coming out of his mouth because his <laughs> accent triples. Yeah, <laughs> it triples when he gets hot. Yeah, and it's not like AJ's been on the you know AJ's been on the main roster for years, and it's not like that's been costing him matches. So, <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> it's like feature two. They had to give Mario Marty McFly a fatal character flaw, and I was like, oh, if somebody calls him chicken, he loses <laughs> his mind. And I was like, where was evidence of that in the first film? <laughs> like, apparently, that's his tragic downfall. Well, he was never called chicken in the first one. Yeah, so. but I'm just saying it's it's shoehorned in, and that's what it feels like with AJ. Yeah, it, it's yeah, <laughs> something they just came up with, and even though there's no storyline evidence Not. of that from the past, for sure. Oh man, um, but good on Shinsuke. I thought that was that was a good promo. They should do more of that. Let him talk. Use the best bits of it. Um, backstage yeah. promo from the New Day, interrupted by the Usos, interrupted by the Bludgeon Brothers. Now this was to hype the network, but I thought this was kind of a cool way to build their triple threat tag team match also think it's interesting how much they're leaning on the language WrestleMania is free with your new subscription to the WWE network. But that's, that's a weird statement to put out there to put that mental imagery. Yeah. They they did that last year too. I think it just makes it seem like ah, it's, it's not, it takes some of the specialness away from it. I I get why they're doing it. They want to bump that uh, network subscription number. They want all these people, uh, coming in for Ronda Rousey to know that they can watch the show for free, but it just it just does kind of like if you hear Conor McGregor versus Mayweather and you hear it's a hundred bucks, you're like, wow, that's something you got to see. It's you know people are spending that much for it. You yeah. hear it's free, and you're like, I'm going to watch it, but wow, you know that that must mean no one's no one cares for it, so they can they're giving it away for free. I don't know. This is just this is the one show that you don't give away for free. I don't get. Yeah. It. I mean, I, I get the whole want the subscription rate to go up. Great. But doing so at the, I don't know, I guess we're not leaving, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. go on strike and say we're canceling our subscription because you're giving away the good stuff for free. 
So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is a method to this madness. I just don't like seeing it. Well, there's a high churn rate with the network that's way higher than anything else. And I think part of that is because people do cancel and they just sign up for this free subscription under a different email address. So they, you know, and as long as you just keep using free different email addresses, you got the network for free. It doesn't come up on their IP addresses, though, to, to, no. to defuse no. that? I mean, Netflix no, just... doesn't even do that. And most, most services... Well, then how do we know how real these, these numbers are, then? We don't. They do. Well, that's the thing. It, it, you don't, yeah? yeah? I mean, it's it's who subscribed at that time. But, yeah, because of the churn, you don't know how many of those people are just keep on signing up for... Like, I get... So I had signed up for several accounts just to see like what kind of promotions come in. I got my regular account. I got one that I signed up for as a paid member and then uh, canceled. And then one as I signed up and never paid just to kind of see the different kind of promotions. And I'm getting all the time. I'll get like, get three months for 99 cents or, you know, 99 to, cents to, a month. To your aliases, Mr. Raj at gmail.com. Well, it's a, it's a different <laughs> email. Address. I mean, I, I kept my one. But it's just interesting to see uh, the promotions that you get if you've, if you've signed up before. Remember, I'd forgotten about this. Remember when the network launched, you had to buy six months. You couldn't go month to month originally when it came out. And they uh, cleared a million or barely cleared a million with that. I think the easier they make it for people to fake it, um, it just it devalues it more and more. And when you look back in the grand scheme of things, Matt, I know you talked about this before, their fatal flaw will probably be giving away WrestleMania for free. They should have fenced that off at the beginning so it was like you get or maybe the big four you have to pay extra for um because now they can never they can never go back well yeah i felt like when they first started this they should have had the big four on pay-per-view and again as a fan i love it this way but as a business you have the big four on pay-per-view all the other pay-per-views are on the network and uh you could do post shows like wrestlemania post shows and the pre-shows on the network but have the yeah. actual show on pay-per-view cuz that's a huge chunk of revenue you're losing by by putting that for free on the network and at yeah. least at the very least have it so you can't subscribe for free uh a free subscription before wrestlemania you know ufc will give away a month of fight pass but that's before they have a, a big fight they they don't allow you to watch a big fight for free yeah anyway but anyway, it's good for us. But right? WrestleMania is free <laughs> when you sign up for the WWE Network. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Mojo Rawley, and Primo making his first appearance on WWE television in almost a year versus Zack Ryder, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, and Ty Dillinger. Um, all these guys, most of these guys are in the Andre? I, I think, mean, that was, was, I think yeah. this was, yeah, to promote the Andre. So Primo's, uh, Primo's, at, Primo's on WrestleMania, and John Cena couldn't get on. <laughs> oh man I, and you know my first thought was where was oh, mike canellis right. we learned can say, this morning can i say one thing real yeah. quick about that backstage segment yeah, yeah. The, the new day and the usos i thought that was really good when it was the new day and the usos oh the bludgeon and brothers as soon as the bludgeon brothers came in it just got went got corny as hell they're just too damn corny with the mallets and then they hit the camera uh, yes man, it's too hokey it's gimmicky and hokey as hell i don't like it yeah I think Road Dog feels like that's his Braun Strowman times two. Drop the mallets, you know. Fine if you call them the Bludgeon Brothers, but drop the you know change the costumes a little bit. Drop the mallets, and uh, because it's, so that's, it's too on, cartoony. This is, Road, this is Road Dog's gimmick. No, I mean it's just I mean it's all theory, right? We don't know who. No, does no, what no. Luke Harper said Vince came up with it. Oh, even worse. 
See, he said, Vince came gonna, up with the mallets. Yeah. I was I was 100% going to say, I swear to I was about to say that in my next sentence. I guarantee you that was more Vince. Um, Road Dog, I'm as creative as freak, dude. Like, this, I, I would be shocked if he Actually, came up so with that. Here, I, n- I never mentioned this before. So, people crap on Road Dog a lot in social media. He's blocked a lot of Why? people. Because Why? they blame him for SmackDown. And they blame what him. What about SmackDown? It's the, better than Raw. I know, but there's Just this. Just how idea. it's gone downhill the last couple of years. So here's what's really funny about this is he doesn't, what? you know, he's not one. Of, there's some wrestlers that like every single tweet that they're tagged in, right? I must um, be out of touch. I did I a like reply. I thought this was interesting. I did a reply to someone else that said, don't you think they need to get rid of Road Dog, blah, blah, blah. And I did a reply. I said, look, it's unfair that you're picking him out. We don't know what he's stuck with and forced to do versus what's his idea. He's probably oh just trying God, to make the yes. best of a bad situation. Road Dog liked that tweet. I thought that was really interesting, which gives me well, sympathy for the guy that maybe he is just doing what Vince says. Oh, of course he is. Of course. Everyone is. Yeah. Look at the Bludgeon Brothers. I think it would be a great idea. I was watching <laughs> this show on HBO the other night. Oh, really, Vince? The show has been on for like 10 years now. It's the most popular show on television. Oh, yeah. that show? Yeah. Um, well, anyways, I think we should be doing that with our two guys. Uh, Harper, he'd be perfect, uh, <laughs> you know. And then he puts them on it, and now Road Dog's stuck. How do I get them into the show now? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And, and it, that, that's not his gimmick, his baby, his idea. He's creative as hell. All you have to do is go back and watch the old DX stuff. Say what you want. DX was not cool to me until uh, Billy Gunn and mainly Road Dog got on the mic. What? You, you mean when it was Triple H, Sean, in China? No, 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 no. After Sean uh, left. Uh, oh, when gotcha. Hunter, when Hunter was the leader. <laughs> yeah. Xbox okay. came out for a cool promo. Great. They still weren't cool to me yet because Hunter was leading them. That, that didn't got, happen that same episode. They got cool when Road Dog started talking and doing yeah. his whole, you know what I mean? And they combined that. Yeah, no, he's money on the mic. I thought he was fantastic. No, you know, the, the thing with Road Dog is it's Vince saying, this is what we're doing. And you make mm-hmm. it happen, and then they yes. change the show around that that direction. So, square through circle hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's an unenviable position to be in, uh, trying to make your boss's dreams a reality when you don't agree <laughs> with uh, what he's doing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, someone someone bringing up Crystal bringing up that Road Dog was the naturally coolest one in DX, and I kind of Triple it's H too. It's but, weird seeing him now, uh, like Triple looking H all middle aged. Yeah, Triple H took a long time on me before I was like, all right, he's cool. It took him to come back after his injury for me to finally take Mm. him in as, okay, he's a top act. He's not the guy on the outside looking in at Austin and Kurt and The Rock. You know what I mean? At the time, it's like he's full-fledged, the top guy. And uh, he got cool. I just thought he got cool around that time. Yeah, Um, yeah. You remember when Triple H first turned heel and broke away from DX? People were calling him a flop. They were like, uh, he's not making it. The Rock would put him over like every other week, and it wasn't doing anything. And then, you know, finally it took, but it took Triple H a while. They really stuck with him. Like a lot of guys, they would have given up on with how hard they were pushing him. Right. And the whole think about what he. I'm not saying he didn't. He worked his ass off. Let's just be right. clear. But he he had that nice storyline there with Stephanie McMahon. That doesn't hurt. Um, marrying the boss's daughter and pulling <laughs> that swerve wedding and. The McMahon Helmsley era when that start, ooh, that 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 you know what I mean. That That's really, when it took off. Really lit a rocket. Hell yeah. Yeah, because before that, it it wasn't hate, it wasn't going anywhere. You hated him. 
Yeah. You hated him. He's such a good heel. <laughs> the storyline where he like raped Stephanie McMahon. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember dying laughing, but yeah. Oh my gosh. And go and going, how is this lady really believing she's talking right now? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that Vegas wedding, that drive through wedding. Which yes. all the weirder that they ended up married and having kids together in real life after that. Yeah. That would be like if we found out, uh, uh, you know, Lita and Kane got together and we're like, dating now and be like oh that's a weird twist of hey that that happens a lot in wrestling where Uh, people start dating on screen and it ends up really happening yeah no it's true um man so where was mike canellas last night in this match we learned this morning wrestling inc has the story mike and maria canellas welcome their child into the world man just so many parallels to the miz's life yeah Yeah. really really (laughs) yep that's for maria good Frederica Moon, weighing six pounds. So she's tiny. Um, yeah, we birthed this morning. So congrats to them. And uh, Primo got a break. Primo's in the Andre now. Where's Epico? Uh, with the Epico's injured, 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 right? I think he was out with injury. But yes, the trophy. Why are they this year? It's so obnoxious how they're having the guys eye it and like like fondle it. Yeah, it's, Matt Hardy was why? fondling it on Raw. <laughs> why is it yellow? And that I think it's the same one they've always used, right? It just maybe it just looks more yellow. Yeah, maybe they painted so it. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be gold. I'm sure yeah, um, making it pop. Oh man! So yeah, uh, Corbin. So the, 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 yeah, this was a showcase for 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 Corbin to get a win. End of story. Yeah. You know, I miss his old entrance with the with the lights turning red, the four dots, the old yeah, music. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think about where Baron Corbin's at with all this. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes after Mania. We had oh, Sammy and Kevin. So no real new substance in their promo, but man, that energy on the announcers' table. Just going back and forth, interrupted by Shane and Daniel. Daniel pointing out this is the last time you will see them on SmackDown Live. Um, as Raj said earlier, good chance this means that if they lose, they'll go to Raw. Um, so what did you think for this, putting the, the bow on it, Matt, in this, this feud, this match? Very well done. I'm excited about this match. This is another one that I'm very excited about. Yeah. That energy was great. I mean, just seeing them on the, the announcer's table and going back and forth like that. Um, so, Raj, how do you think this is, this is uh, I mean, would you say this is successful as the main SmackDown feud that it has been since Hell in a Cell? I mean, I guess if Daniel wasn't cleared, this would be a bomb at this point because we'd have no conclusion to it. How much well, do you think that's helped? I mean, Daniel Bryan being added to this was... Uh... First of all, I, I think Sammy and Kevin, their promo, was the best WrestleMania-related promo in the past month, wow. like as far as building match. Like, what, what's been better on the mic uh, than what these guys did? I John mean, John Cena. Cena. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not serious. Not serious. I think Matt and I We're had joking. the same joke loaded up and ready to go. No, fight, fight me on it, message board. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm Did you guys joking. see the tweet today? Uh, so this Twitter account, a novelty Twitter account, not Jim Ross, uh, tweeted out that, uh, you know, the swerve Sunday will be John Cena will be in the ring calling out the Undertaker. Out comes Vince and Triple H and uh, Stephanie. 
and they reveal that there there was no Undertaker, and the last 15 years have been a dream. John Cena was cut in 2003. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. Remember when they had the fake Undertaker when it was Brian Lee? Right. They have Brian Lee come out as the Undertaker and, and Cena beat him. I think uh, Michelle McCool comes out and says, hey, stop bugging me about what's going on with my husband. But but seriously, I thought Sammy and Owens, their, uh, their promo was great. Uh, I, I would have liked to see a little more with them and, and Daniel Bryan and Shane, like have Shane and Daniel Bryan fight him off or something physical. But um, maybe they couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Shane is probably pretty limited and wants to save everything for me. And let's be clear about something, guys. I, there's no way if Daniel Bryan didn't come back into this, in my opinion, it would have worked out in a three way. I really think they would have switched gears quickly and we would have said we would have seen Sammy versus Kevin. I think they would have had to get Shane on somehow, though. You know, Shane is he's, uh, he's, the, the talent contract that he has is ref, referee. Then he's 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 hurt or something. You know what I mean? He's banged up. Would have sick. Yeah, yeah, they could have. But uh, I, yeah, this match with Daniel Bryan involved, I think this is probably uh, the one I'm probably looking most forward to. Yeah, it's one. It's it's yeah, it's it's one A for me and AJ, and them is one B. Two yeah, SmackDown same. matches. Chill out fans on shitting on SmackDown so much. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And number three would probably be Roman and Brock, just because I'm, I'm pretty curious with that one. And they had a they had a hell of a match last time. So I, I think that'll be going to be a great match. We'll get. I'm sure we'll get to it. But that's going to be a great match. But what, what, what are you like looking forward to though? It's obvious. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I'm curious about how the crowd will respond. It's not necessarily the match itself or the who's going to win, but how the crowd will respond, how Lesnar, uh, how Lesnar does. Because Lesnar, if he's leaving, he's checked out. You know, will he even care? Will it be a quick match? You know, so I'm just kind of uh, curious with the, the intangibles of it, as more as opposed uh, sure. to the match itself. Yeah. And then we had the final match of the evening: AJ and Shinsuke versus Gable and mm-hmm. Benjamin. I, I loved I loved how they showcased Gable at the very beginning, uh, in the beginning, just doing the amateur style wrestling, chain wrestling. Shinsky's background was a perfect match for it. Um, I liked it a lot, actually. I love this match. Um, definitely a main event worthy match as far as what they did in that ring goes. But again, I liked what they what Gable did in that match. Believe it or not, and I know out of the four guys, he's probably the lower man on the totem pole, right? We would agree. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Yeah, um, slightly lower than Shelton, and I I thought he shined through in the very beginning of this match, and it was a job well done by someone who's comfortable with how over he is at the moment and wrestling at the top of the card in Shinsky. A lot of times, guys won't give someone like that that kind of shine, and uh, you know Shinsky's a very he's a, he was a, he was a fighter, correct? He was an MMA fighter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for him, those guys have egos usually. They don't let people out wrestle them and out chain them and he was allowing him to do that out there for a little bit and it really made a difference it made that's how you that's wrestling one-on-one right there try to shine up your baby you, you the, the lower guy if you could and make him more serious looking like a more serious threat so when you eventually beat him it means something wrestling one-on-one shinsky's comfortable with who he is within his own skin and where he is on the card and uh i just wanted to acknowledge that because a lot of times it doesn't get acknowledged when the guys do do good business like that yeah, I thought th- I thought this was great. Like everything involved, I like the match itself was good, but it was kind of you know the backdrop to the story. But I liked the, uh, mm-hmm. 
I thought the end of it was really cool. I loved AJ faking the phenomenal forearm and then just smiling <laughs> and like laughing at Shinsuke while he's kind of crouched Got down. Him. This Got is something back. I wish they would have done like a few weeks ago. I know AJ had that knee injury, you know, minor knee injury, and, and they've been limited, but. It would have been cool if they started off with stuff like this where yeah. uh, they're playing mind games and, and AJ's trying to get in Shinsuke's head because Shinsuke's in his or something like that. But I thought this was uh, really cool. This was the best yeah. angle they've done for it. And good storytelling, you guys, because they set it up like with what? Shinsuke going for his gimmick last week and putting the brakes on at the last second, mm-hmm. you know, scaring AJ half to death with it, right? And mm-hmm. AJ pay, repaying the favor, you know, just something small but something big at the same time. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, so I liked it. I will say, so I still, even with SmackDown last night, there was nothing. There was no build for any of the matches that felt larger than life. WrestleMania, this <clears throat> was huge. You know what I mean? So, but for, for me, it was okay. Good. What, what's going to be huge is Daniel Bryan's entrance. Yep. Mm. His yeah. his shine or comeback during his match. Um. AJ and Shinsky's entrances, um, along with false finishers, will be the loudest parts of, in my opinion, uh, of that. Um, that's the stuff I think I'm looking forward to the most here. But as far as superstar versus superstar, this is an epic, you know, match that we never would have seen before. But we're seeing it here on Mania only, folks. Like, I don't have any of that with this show. Yeah, and you know what? Daniel Bryan could have been. Because I felt like when they did that, that beatdown angle, I felt like they could have followed strongly with that. Instead of Daniel Bryan coming out and being like, okay, you guys aren't fighter anymore, but you will be if you lose at WrestleMania. Um, and, and just come off more strongly from that angle as opposed to the way they did it, where they just kind of announced on social media that, or I mean, just casually announced that it's going to be a tag match. And that was, I don't know. I just felt I'm like. Saying, when I say epic, I mean John Cena versus The Rock. Right, right. <clears throat> but know, I felt like the, the Daniel Bryan beat down from Owens and. and Sammy was the closest thing to something that seemed really big that got everyone's attention. But, but yeah, for, for sure, Matt, I, I know what you're saying. Like a larger than life, uh, larger than life match. Anything with Undertaker in it, you know, usually gives us that every year. Yeah. You think, right? you guys think there's actually going to be a match between Cena and Taker, or you think it's just going to oh. be a segment? <sighs> segment? They announce it for next year. I don't think they'll. I, I think if Taker doesn't huh. wrestle this year, it's, she's probably done. I think there's a reason for it. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Glenn. You know what? You just stirred something here. You know what? They've done it with The Rock a year. John's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, we, we keep saying, how could they throw away an Undertaker match like this? Are you kidding me? There's no build. And every week kept going by. And now we're here. So uh, he might be onto something there, actually. What about a whole year build? And and Taker says, "Hey, I'll re- if you if you beat me next year, I'll retire." Could you imagine how much people shit on that though? If they're <laughs> coming out and announcing a match for next year as opposed to that night. Uh, well, John gets his ass kicked, obviously. Yeah, in the segments, right? Yeah. But uh, there's your answer, you know. And then they, everyone, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm desperately trying to find a way for them to save this. I just I think, think already though if they don't do a match. I think a lot of people are going in with the expectation that they are just with the fact that he's been challenging every week. Yeah, just make people think. A lot of people think. I think most people think that they I, are going to wrestle. I and they would a, feel I, gypped if they didn't. I will feel gypped if we get nothing out of Undertaker. Yeah, even if it's just an appearance, I think people will right. feel gypped. Yeah. 
What did uh, Labar say about this? He's been the one banging this gong for uh, at least six months now that this was happening. No, or, he, or, he, that was just his prediction. He doesn't. Yeah, I know. But everyone was so certain about this. I mean, I feel like Meltzer, I feel like other people are continuing with that certainty. But, I mean, at this point, I kind of just don't care, given the way they've built it. I feel that no matter, unless they go out there and put on a five-star match, which probably not going to happen. How do they pull out this nosedive? I mean, this build has been uh, the, the antithesis of hype. I well, just I gave think... it to you. And it was your <laughs> idea. What the hell, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, but then they really have to, to I don't know, but, but undo I, again, a lot I think of this people crap. will be disappointed because a lot of people are expecting them to have a match. Don't you think a lot of people would be disappointed they went last year, though, thinking it was going to be his final match? He saw those posts Not online. Really. Fathers and sons, those camera things, people like teary-eyed, crying. They're selling the plaque, the thank you taker with the piece of the mat. You know, I think... Uh, they, they did that after the streak the ended, too. I think, yeah. you know, I think people with taker, they just want to see him. So they're not... Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people wish, you know, especially after seeing how he looked last year, probably do wish that he was, re- you know, would retire. But um, they want to see his entrance, though, at yeah. Mania. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just think of just look at it when he showed up at Raw 25, you know, the place went nuts. Oh, yeah, that was, again, one step forward, five steps back with that promo yeah. that he cut. Um, although I do think the American Badass thing is more likely now, given how they've built it. it that it could, could have, give it involve up, Kid Rock. And you know my bigger question that's been lingering this entire podcast, Raj, since you dropped the news <laughs> that Rusev asked for his release, I'm thinking, what in the hell would his indie name be? How does he capitalize on Rusev and Rusev Day on the yeah. indies, given his real name? Um, Do you spell Rusev differently, maybe? Yeah, he just goes Ru- to Alexander. Or Ru- that, something. Because his first name was Alexander Rusev, right? Yeah. Yeah. His real name uh, Miroslav Barnyashev. That doesn't work. Day. Yeah. Say day after all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You'd have to walk with somebody next to you wearing a shirt that says day on it to fit his first name, first and last name on the other shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Rusev, he's got the personality that I could see him blending in with guys like the, the Young Bucks and stuff like that kind of uh, ironic uh, but funny personality. Funny guy. He's yeah. a funny guy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so what else What else do we got? What else is happening in the world of uh, wrestling? So Paul Heyman uh, did an interview. He said that Brock Lesnar is most likely leaving. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's no hints of him re-signing with WWE. If he does, it's been very quiet. Or if he has, it's been very quiet. Um, if, if he does go back, he's got like a six-month period where he has to re-enter the drug testing pool because he, he retired. When he retired, he was out of the USADA drug testing pool. So he goes back in. He'll still That's fight by the end of the year. 42 years old, right? He'll be? Yeah, but he fought Mark Hunt, uh, not last year, but the year before, and looked pretty good. I mean, again, it's UFC. They don't really do too many gimmick fights. They're doing one for CM Punk, but... Um, with Lesnar, I don't know. Um, I guess he sees it as now or never. <clears throat> or it's just a way to get the best possible WWE deal. Which That's what I'm thinking it is. But we'll see. 
would you um would you guys rather Brock stayed at this point or or WWE not resign him? Yes, definitely have him resign. Are you kidding me? He gives you an automatic great matchup no matter what. Yeah, I think he's so different. He's so unique that he adds something every time he's on a show and every time he's there. So I agree. Glenn, I'm guessing you're you're the opposite. With with Brock, um yeah. I think some time off TV would do him well. At this point, Glenn, he always has that, time but, on TV. But, but, but hang on, hang on, Glenn. You're, isn't your opinion though coming from him being a champion and being off TV? It's different with ha- without him being the champion and yes. being away from TV. I think. Yeah, because you could tell a story with that. You know, him being the mm-hmm. and, and they haven't. They think about how good it was when they told the story about Roman calling him a part timer at first and calling out what we all thought and felt. So I think uh, let him go away and come back and. I mean, I hate to say this, do the sort of Rocky thing uh, where he's been defeated, he's coming back, he wants the big rematch, and make Rock, Brock look a little more human, um, you know, rebuild him up. I think that's the way the WWE could do it. Because how do you say, oh, this guy's the dominant badass, now he's off TV, and he no, comes he, back. Chances are he's going to be off TV anyway. He's not going to come back to yeah. be working more dates. But so. he's not going to come back, though, as the, the be- you know, <laughs> where, where's his credibility? Uh well, he, he doesn't – I mean, he's lost before. So. Yeah, he has. And, Been a while. Yeah, yeah Goldberg. Um, but, you know, you got Lashley, who's supposed to be coming in. There's a there's an automatic feud there. Uh, and like you said, having him wanting to get the title back from Reigns. Um, yeah. I, I think there's uh, there's big stuff you could do with him. So. Yeah. And, and Strowman. I mean, there's just natural Samoa Joe, uh, and except this time not have Lesnar beat everyone, you know, maybe have him lose a few of those and uh, put Strowman over. I'd like to see Strowman go over Lesnar before getting to the world title. I don't know. I just picture Vince McMahon in Titan Tower going, hmm, maybe there's room for a third bludgeon brother. Yeah. With Brock. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah. Uh, Can you see Brock in that outfit with the oh, mallet? Please give Brock a gimmick. Please give Brock a gimmick coming back. Yeah, no. Let him be repacked. Brock's awesome. He doesn't need anything. I know. Um, let him talk. He, he almost yes. stuttered. Hey, guys, he almost stuttered. I told you how this was sold to me. Vince yeah. very well could have been lying to me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, man. Uh, crazy week. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe coming back. Yeah, he's booked for um, Raw a week from Monday. So I'm almost guessing... WrestleMania or the night after, so he's it's imminent. He's definitely cleared. Yeah. Good. Now WWE, here's your chance. You can start him all over again if you want to. Undefe- not like he doesn't lose. Badass. Give us that. Yes, yeah. that looks like that's the plan. He's coming back. He's gonna be feuding with Roman uh, this uh, nice. spring and going into the summer. So that's the feud for all the live events for the next couple months. So he's gonna be all right at the right. top. Great. Maybe they're going to keep those tag titles on Braun for a while then. If, uh, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, Braun's a babyface. You know, Raw really needs some heels. Does Braun go to SmackDown? Are they that stupid? Who? Does Braun go to SmackDown? Oh, I don't think so. But I could see I could see Owens coming to Raw because they need some heels bad on that side. They don't. They hardly have any. Now with Braun as a babyface, you got Samoa Joe and who else? You know, Brock, we don't know about his future, so... Doesn't Who Vince else have more? Doesn't Vince have more to do with Raw than SmackDown? Oh Still, yeah, for sure. 
So here's my problem with that. He he always fucks with Kevin. Excuse my language. And Kevin Owens is one of my top five guys. But for whatever reason, on Raw, right? Even when he was champion, they just didn't do him justice. I always thought he was kind of a, a fallback guy to to Jericho yeah. during that during that reign. I know for sure. I, I'm sure Vince doesn't see Owens for sure. Where like what he sees a Strowman or. And and that's why I don't want AJ going to Raw because that's always been a that's been a rumor uh, with the superstar shakeup because it's clear he doesn't see AJ as he does a, a Reigns or a Strowman so um, but we'll see I but they they badly need some heels on that side because they really got nobody Hey Big Cass is coming back Big Cass I could see them giving him a big push make of that what they'll do with him you know what I mean I think they'll do what they do with all big guys they'll give him a few months of just killing people I was assuming I'm assuming. Yeah. And then see how the fans take to him. That's what they did with Braun, if you go back and you remember. That's yeah. their formula for all of us. Um, and it's up to us to make something of it and hope that the crowd takes us in. You know what I mean? And, and emotionally invests in us. And Braun caught fire. And, you know, he had a lot of things that went well for him. The guy with no chin. Ellsworth. Ellsworth, he, if you like, remember, like, Braun was just, we, what, what do we keep saying? He just keeps doing these squash matches. These are boring. That's what I used to get criticized uh, for being online, too, I remember, you know? And uh, all big guys do. But we go through that stint for about two months where we look like animals, but then they don't give us anybody good. We're just beating locals. And then when it's time to give us somebody good, they don't put us over. And, yeah. and Braun was about to go through that, and then he they, they did the right thing. They let him start going over on some decent talents, and then he caught fire. You know, so so with I hope with Kaz are able to do something similar and not give up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, online, I'm actually amazed how much speculation there is and how much the fans are going for. Who's going to be Braun's tag team partner? Who's going to team with Braun really? in WrestleMania? Yeah, I see that. That, that's probably now that Daniel Bryan is back, uh-huh. and now that nobody cares about Undertaker anymore. Uh, they care. Trust well, me. They, they care, care. But, you, but after, now that Cena's made it so less cool, the Braun tag team speculation <laughs> is Cena the effect. thing I'm seeing the most. That's, that's, that's AKA the Cena effect. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever uh, he starts trying to like, like and put over like AJ during their segments, when he tried to put over Joe, I remember I'm like, stop saying their name. You're, you're making them uncool. <laughs> you're not helping. No. Yeah. That could have been the biggest match on the show. And they, they, if it, if it's, if it's happening, they effed it up. If it's just a segment with Taker beating up Cena, I think there's going to be a, a lot of people disappointed. Because a lot of people are expecting that to be a match with, with how it's been built. Oh man, we'll know in a couple days. Yeah, it's almost here. Raj is off to Louisiana. I'm off He's to New Orleans. Going down to New Orleans, like the song that we're only going to hear a thousand <laughs> more times in the next yeah. week. And we'll be back on Saturday after Takeover, so I'm going to be watching Takeover on my flight on my phone. Uh, and uh, we'll be back here in time for our post-takeover podcast, the three of us. So make sure to join us. And if you're in New Orleans uh, during the afternoons, I'll be on Bourbon Street with a bunch of wrestling t-shirts. So come say hi and get a free t-shirt. Nice. And, guys, as many of, many of you possible that are going to Mania, all you overseas fans that are going to hog those hard camera seats, make sure you go out of your way to write up yourself a WrestlingInc.com sign so we can see it. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll get a call out on this show. <laughs> yep. Be sweet. 
Uh, what else we got before we take this home here? Uh, any uh, any big takeover predictions? Uh, let's just get, let's run the top matches real quick. North American uh, and- title tournament. Yeah, it's a six-way. Um, Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. I'm going Adam Cole. Really? Yeah. Huh. Velveteen Dream. Oh, man. I could see it being Velveteen, Ricochet, or EC3. I mean, really, any of these guys. This is this is a stacked match. Um, it is. I think it's a little soon for EC3. Well, I was going to say, it automatically would make him, though, wouldn't it, too? So I could see that that being the reason, but I don't know. Yeah, could be. And I would say that could be match of the weekend, except for Gargano versus Ciampa, which, yeah. uh, unsanctioned. I think Gargano's uh, got to get the win, right? He's lost too many times. I think he's got to win here. I don't care about these two. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, know, I know I'm the only one. I, I get it. But, yeah, I don't care about these two. I mean, this is long-term storytelling, the likes of which the WWE does not normally partake in. Um, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne for the NXT Tag Team Championship and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Trophy. Uh, It was Kyle O'Reilly and and who? Uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe they win it, and then someone else, That's, someone else wins the North American title. This could be the Authors of Pain last NXT. Maybe match. Dream. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Authors of Pain are heading to the main roster after this, and I think uh, right. Andrade Cien Almas is too. I think he loses to Aleister Black in the main event. Yeah, yeah, and then Ember Moon yes. versus Shayna Baszler. I'm going Ember, Ember Moon. I think she might be heading to the main roster too. I think she's the one. Her and the uh, iconic duo, I think, are both kind of ready. So um, I, I almost think Baszler and Ember Moon goes for the rematch and loses uh, this summer and, and heads to the main roster later this summer. Oh, well, that's. I mean, she's about to. She's about to Sorry, we lost you there, Matt. But you, you know, it's was, was almost too. I could see him not going yet. He loses and then has the rematch, loses that, and then uh, ends up on the main roster. That's kind of the formula that they stick to. Yeah. But uh, cool. Going to be a packed, packed weekend. Hall of Fame Friday night on the WWE Network. Takeover Saturday. Wrestling I might be Sunday. at the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll see. There's so much stuff going on. I'm trying to figure out the schedule, but. Have you guys been? Uh, I went to Dallas two years ago. Are you supposed to get dressed up or anything or anything? Oh, like for that? Hall of Fame? No, I didn't go to Hall of Fame. Uh, no, it seems like the plebs uh, that bought tickets are just kind of yeah, there on whatever. I would, I would if I were you, Raj, because you you represent you're representing your website, your shows, covering these guys. I, I, I just would look professional. Yeah. yeah. Then I can't wear my wrestling ink shirt. <laughs> You could under put putting uh, like a blazer true. over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was true. Could wear it with a blazer. Yeah. Um, we went to Hall of Fame or we went to Access Hall of Fame night in Dallas. And that was like a weird access session, but it was a lot of fun because it was just like the most random assortment of wrestlers doing signings and matches and stuff. Um, but no, this year looks good. They I mean, they successfully this year made me wish I we decided to go with everything that's going on. Yeah. It'll be a wild weekend, so, I mean, 
check us out all week. <clears throat> cool, man. BP Matt Morgan on the Twitter and Instagram. Matt, how's things going in Longwood? Going great. Follow me on Matt Morgan for Longwood on Facebook. Matt Morgan for Longwood. Awesome. He is Raj Geary underscore 303. And of course, Wrestling Inc. this week is going to be blowing up with the latest news, everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. WrestleMania, biggest week of the year. Um, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Please follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And yeah, we'll see you all back here Saturday night, right after NXT TakeOver to talk about everything that has happened. And until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. It's a WrestlingInc.com exclusive. I'm here with 2018 WWE Hall of Fame inductee Jeff Jarrett. Uh, got so many credentials, I can't even go through them right now. Jeff, how are you doing? Raj, it's been a while, but it's good to hear your voice. And um, uh, as you were getting levels here to get this thing cranked up, isn't it nice for me and you to be talking? And we're just getting to chat about the past, nothing about the future. Well, well the future is just a few, few, a few days away, April 6th. But uh, we're, we're not promoting anything. You're not, you're, you're not digging for anything. We're just here to talk about the Hall of Fame. Yep. Anything, else you, anything else you want to talk about? Absolutely. It, it's a, it is, I think, it's one of the first times we've done an interview like that. So I'm definitely happy to do that. But, man, um, it's been a, a wild past 12 months for you. Uh, what's it been like? Oh man! <laughs> uh, where, where do I start? Um, I know where I finished. Yeah, I finished a- April sixth, but no, it's been really, really. Um, you know, I got the call in early January, and to say I was shocked and surprised and surreal um, would be an understatement. But um, like I just said, I, I, I you know just came from another round of PR and press. It's been a bit overwhelming. Uh, you know, obviously, just not just domestically, but internationally. Uh, it's really cool just to see um, really how big the WWE Hall of Fame has become and how wide-reaching and, and the amount of interest it garners. So, uh, yeah, it's been a very, very interesting uh, time in my life, to say the least. Right. Were you surprised by how shocked people were with the announcement? I mean, they were they were treating it like uh, you were on the no-touch list with WWE. You know? <laughs> well, but that's, the, you know, I've, I've, I've been around a while. My family's been in this business a couple of generations. So um, it, it is, and I was a wrestling fan before I was a wrestler or promoter. So I get it. Uh, I understand it very, very well. And I was surprised. I was shocked. Um, and I know the exact real story, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and, and, and uh, you know, everybody – um, the old saying goes, do you want to believe the truth or do you want to believe the good story? Uh, or, or, you, or do you want to believe what I tell you? Or I, you want to believe what you read? Or however you want to cachet that old that old saying. But no, it's uh, it, it has been. And you know, the way I've always looked at it is that, you know, back in 2001, um, the WWE obviously went their way and I went my way. Uh, and, you know, forged a career. Um uh, you know, obviously it's been well documented and, and it was a business decision on, on multiple levels, uh, on multiple times over the years. So, um, but legend grew, stories grew, embellishment took place, which <laughs> should and always will in wrestling. Uh, but no, it, I, to, to, to say I wasn't surprised or shocked. Like I said, would be an understatement because I was. Yeah, but you've been in in contact with WWE since the folding of WCW, right? Yeah, like did, oh, yeah, did you, yeah, you did some yeah, work yeah. with a DVD or, or a couple of DVDs or something. No, you interviewed. No, I, 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 
Yeah, I've been asked, but I, I've never done any production work with them. But, no, I've been asked. And, and you know, being in Orlando, I've run across, uh, because WWE, not just the NXT, you know, over the times. And you just got to, you know, in airports and travel. And we're in the same industry. It's not like, you know, uh, WWE didn't know Jeff existed and I didn't know WWE existed. <laughs> it, you know, it, you know it, all, everything. And, and they were very good uh, to me. Vince, you know, reached out uh, when my first wife passed away. So, um, you know, there's been there's been communication, and, and at the end of the day, uh, Vince has been promoting. Uh, I mean, the pr- promoting wrestling has been in Vince and well, the McMahon family for multiple generations, and promoting wrestling has been in the Jarrett family for multiple generations. And at the end of the day, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. Now I know you're doing a lot of press. I'm going to try to ask you questions that you're not asked over and over, but I know a lot of people are asking about the the yeah, final sure. WCW Monday Nitro. But what I wanted to know was, as someone who uh, you know, born and raised in the business. Uh, what were your uh, concerns seeing WCW folding? And, you know, you, the wrestlers always had two places to go up until that point, two giant companies with millions and millions of people watching per week. And all of a sudden it was turning into one. What were, uh, outside of your future, what were your, your, did you have concerns about the future of the business that night? Well, and you remember, you know, in my early, early, early formative years, you know, back, at, we'll say in the territory days, if a guy didn't get along for whatever reason or didn't get over or things didn't work out or he just wanted to relocate, he had other territories to go to to make, you know, if not the same amount of money, substantially more or, or less. But still, there were so many, you know, 22 territories alone in North America. Then you had Europe and, you know, Germany was a hotbed and Japan, of course, and Puerto Rico. So lots and lots of options. Well, when WWF and WCW came along, obviously to make a a good living, um, not not the only game in town, but certainly to make a good living, you had to work for one of the two organizations. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that, uh, you know, without a true number two, there is no such thing as a number one. You're just it. You're just there. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's that's sort of just the, how, how it goes. It's like there's only one bank in town. They can charge whatever interest rate you want or only one lawyer fee or one plumbing company or right. whatever it may be. Th- that That is it. So, you know, without, without WCW around, I knew that it was going to be a substantial change. Uh, immediately in the way the business was done. And, and and that's just, you know, the law of, you know, I don't even want to call it law. It's just how things were. So I just knew there was going to be a huge void in the marketplace and wasn't real sure how it was all going to shake out and the manner that which it went down, that, you know, it wasn't just uh, WCW changing ownership because, you know, during that time there was a lot of talk of that. That would have been a big enough change. But it just, the door, you know, literally almost overnight, the doors were closed. But several of us had contracts that were going to run, you know, over the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. Some even had more than a year on their deal. Uh, it was just going to be interesting to see how things shook out. So um, that that night in Cleveland and that night in Panama City is, you know, you, you look back on my night, that is the day uh, the business changed forever. Right, and uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk too much about TNA. I did have one question, but you, you did you did found it, and it did give people another place to work. It, it, it wasn't WCW, but at one point it was doing over a million viewers. Um, you know, I, I think people look at it today and forget just how much it, it meant uh, to where we are right now with AJ Styles now, you know, um, getting his break, big break there, Samoa Joe. And then when you return last year, it did feel like, they were, for the first time in a long time, they were starting to get some momentum as far as uh, 
things being, you know, deals being made and, and getting some forward uh, movement. Um, what were some of your goals when you were there last year that uh, of where you wanted to take it and where you wanted to see it go? Well, it, it's funny that you say that and how you tied it together because, yes, I mean, you know, there was a time, you know, 06, 07, 08, 09, maybe around that era, maybe into 2010, where there were more than, you know, five or six guys. There was a roster full that were making a full-time living, and, and, and many guys in the six figures, um, you know, and, and that's that's a good living. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you had that, and then, you know, if you want to say goal, obviously it would be to get back and, and, and cause I'd lived it. I'd experienced it, you know, to get back uh, on a footing where that kind of revenue was generated and knowing that the business had drastically changed international was, you know, priority one a and one B were a TV deal in North America. And, and, and obviously, um, you know, the international footprint continued to grow because that's where I truly believe the real growth can be made. And that comes you know, not just in, in television distribution, but touring and merchandise and licensing and, you know, the digital space. So there's revenue to be made there. So, um, you know, just grow the brand uh, in, in multiple ways. And I don't want to say much like we did in, in 04, 05, 06, 07, you know, th- those years. But, you know, look at the uh, landscape and, and grow and, and, and grow revenues that in short, grow revenues. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, as a promoter who did bring a, a lot of talent to, to the spotlight uh, about Daniel Bryan returning to, to in-ring competition. It's been a huge story. Um, as a promoter, what do you think it is about Bryan that really connects with fans? It is. Well, uh, it, you know, this is such an easy answer for, for, for me, but to really explain it well. Uh, it can be difficult and can be taken out of context, but to, 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 to me, the, the essence of our business, not just with Daniel Bryan, but with any talent, is the emotional connection he has with his with, with the audience. You know, a great song connects, whether it's a you know a, a, a new pop song or an R and B or a hip hop or an old country song. Right. It's it's emotionally connecting with your audience, and you know the songs that us wrestlers quote unquote sing are the matches, obviously the story, the persona, and, and, you know, Daniel has a unique gift uh, that is, to me, very, very relatable. Uh, and it goes without saying, his in-ring skills are incredible, but, but, but and I don't want to downplay anybody's in-ring skills, but he knows how to take his set of skills in the ring and make it emotionally connect. He's good at what he does. It's that simple. <laughs> you know, at the, end, at the end of the day, there's a lot of guys that can do a lot of moves, uh, but there's not a lot of guys that can do what he does and put his skill set together and emotionally connect with his audience. Uh, and, you know, and it showed uh, on SmackDown when he returned. You, you just felt it in the arena, and it came across your TV screen that this was something special happening. And and I'm happy. I, 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 you know, a comeback story um, – uh, I'll say in a scripted manner is a feel-good story, but a, a comeback story of, of this magnitude and 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 the, the the reality of the situation and how the chips fell and and you know a guy who literally this is where I got you know uh, I'll say I emotionally connect w- with the guy because he came up the hard way mm-hmm. he wasn't the biggest the strongest the fastest the tallest the smartest any of those accolades he worked his butt off. 
And it was long before money came into his equation and long before fame came in his equation. It's because he wanted to do it and loved it and, and had the unfortunate situation with his health at an early age. Uh, and, and, you know, that's tough, man. That's really, that's real life, uh, a really, really bad break. Uh, and, and for, for you, you know, us to see, uh, what's it going to be almost three years that, that, that the accident or not the accident, that the situation right. happened and, and, and he's returning on this stage. I mean, if you don't emotionally connect with that, I think you're, you're, you're brain dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, so I'm, I'm excited and heck I get to be there and I don't have any responsibilities other than to put on a tux, wave at the fans and watch the wrestling show. I'm excited to see that match. I really am. It's going to be a hell of a show. Um, you, you know, Daniel, real quick uh, with Daniel Bryan, I don't. I don't think anybody could have when he first came to WWE with the short hair and clean shave and you know clean cut look would have ever thought he was going to become you know the biggest you know a, a gigantic superstar. But did you ever have your eyes on him when um, back in TNA? Sure. And I mean, there, there's, you know, uh, Cesaro, oh, he, 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 you know, I, this, I don't want to call it, I don't want to call them ring of honor guys, but, but, right. you know, the guys that were not working currently at TNA that were out on the scene that, that, you know, that you have to look at guys like that, you know, he goes back to Texas days and, and all that. Um, he, you know, in the, in the year 2018, when you think of uh, a baby face, um, you, you just sort of immediately his name comes to mind. You know, there, there's there's other guys that you can, you know, in each generation, you, you know, you think back to the 80s. Ricky Morton's a baby face. There's no way he could have been a heel. It's, it's just that simple. You know, there's different guys, different guys in different generations that you just think of. Oh, man, that that that, that is a classic baby face or a classic heel. Where, I mean, when you look at today's generation, he is that guy. Very mm-hmm. likable. Uh, he comes across that way on camera, you know, back in the cane vignettes, um, when all that movement started, (laughs) it, it, it it was, you could see it developing week to week. Uh, again, I'm a wrestling junkie, so I DVR everything and, and, uh, won't be long. DVR won't even be around. What we we used to call it TiVo and now it's DVR. So I I don't know what, what, but anyway, no, just the development. and, And, and so, you know, look, who would have thought he had, just like you said, been a star of this magnitude? Nobody would have guessed that. It's right. impossible. If you say you did, you, I think you're lying. Right. But with that being said, he he has always had a unique set of skill set that is is connectable, relatable, and, and you can emotionally invest in Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, with WWE, with the, their Hall of Fame packages, they, they seem to um... – Focus more on your first run, even though for me personally, uh, your second run with the company was my favorite. Uh, did a lot of memorable stuff. Um, and then you had the team with Owen Hart. And um, Owen was someone that he, he – I never I never met Owen. I never got to speak with him. But he was someone that kind of reminds me of Brian in the sense that fans could just look at him. He's not the biggest guy, but they connect to him. He, he just comes across as a good dude, like a good family, uh, family guy. And um, – and he's, you know, like like Daniel Bryan, where when they're a heel, you boo them because it's fun to boo them, not because you hate them. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask you about Owen and, and your team with him. And he's a classic ribber. Did he ever get you? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, Raj, you've checked out my Instagram page. 
but but each each day, the month of March, I've posted uh, a picture from each year. Uh, and you know, uh, 1999, I posted a picture on that day, uh, uh, March 9th, uh, of me and Owen. And 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 Owen. <laughs> Did he ever get me? Who didn't he get is really a, a better question. And I would love to see someone who had been around him any more than a couple of times that Owen, I mean, Owen would get the guy who held the door at the back of the arena and, 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 and never met him. And that's the truth. I mean, that, that's it. And, and uh, so no, Owen is just such a special human being. And, and um, you know, everybody can tell an Owen rib story. Uh, I always like to talk about just what a great human being he was. Uh, and it, 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 no matter how you slice and dice it, that came across on camera as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his, his I'm not a nugget and, uh, you know, w- whatever, you know, all of this stuff. And, and it, the campy, corny blue blazer at the time. And, and then, you know, when you, you know, however it goes back. But, you know, when you when you look at Owen, um, his skill set in the ring, um, comparable, I think, you you know, as you related to, to Daniel Bryant, both have a unique set of skills in the ring uh, that that emotionally connect. And, and and the number one reason is they're both highly athletic. Right. You know, got got a real get, get real athletic chops. Yeah, I was at the um, I was at the first GFW TV tapings in in Las Vegas at the at the Orleans, and man, it was it was a good crowd, a great atmosphere, really fun show. Chael Sonnen was on fire. Uh, you know, Bobby Roode, all those guys. It was. It was a really great show. Um, is that something that you're? Are you looking to get back to that, or are you kind of um, just kind of uh, seeing what comes? Well, I mean, Global Force Wrestling uh, is something that right now I got two projects. You know, some smaller ones here and there uh, with, with with all kind of different stuff I could go into. But 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 international, as far as you know, what what you know, the question. If you were to ask me a question, what am I working on? It's international projects, and I I believe especially over my experience over the last couple of years, is that, you know, international is where the business at. In North America, specifically the United States, you know, Canada is North America, but they sort of go hand in hand when you're talking television distribution. Um, you know, you have uh, a, a enormous standard bearer uh, in the USA Network and Raw three hours on Monday and SmackDown two hours. And then, of course, everything else that goes with the brand uh, so, so it, it's tough. I, I can be the first to tell you that. Um, and, and ring of honor with Sinclair. So, um, international is what I'm working on. And yes, those were some great tapings, but, but to, uh, launch a promotion. And that's why, you know, promotion is more, uh, than a television show. It's obviously live events and merchandise and licensing and 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 the big component is is you know you can call it digital, but nowadays the the term is streaming. Where's the what's the platform you're going to be on? How are you going to get it to market? How are you going to market it? Uh, and and what is going to set you apart? And so those are the kind of things we're working on in the international international scene. And and with that, um, I I know you're busy and got to get going here soon. But um, Kurt Angle was inducted last year. This year he's in one of the featured matches. Um, do you see yourself possibly wrestling again in WWE or, or being involved in, in some role? The thing that I've been asked that, Raj, and that's, a, that's great because a lot of people are on that. <laughs> and, I, I mean, they are, and, and, I, and I understand that. But I can tell you the only conversations that I've had 
with the WWE and all the officials are directly related to Hall of Fame. And that's, you know, access and Hall of Fame and travel and tux and, uh, it, you know, the song and everything that goes with it. So um, that, that that's all the discussions have been. And I'll go back to uh, NBC Sports Scott Doggers, who broke the original article on me going into the Hall of Fame, he, he opened with it, never say never. Uh, and that's how I look at it. not yeah. just me, me me going back on whatever role or capacity. It's just this business. Who, who would have thought me and you would be talking in March uh, about the WWE Hall of Fame? And that's a real, real, real fun part about this industry. You never know what's going to happen. All right. Going to put you on the spot real quick. What match at WrestleMania are you most looking forward to? You got to name one. Come on. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I've got to be pretty true blue to my heart. If, if, if it would be real hard, you know, there's a lot. So I'll do the political side of things. No, they're, 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 you know, it's very, very intriguing. But, but to see AJ as the champion on this stage, I, I cannot, I can't imagine myself when I get up on Sunday morning thinking, I can't wait to see this match more than AJ's. It's just, you know, there, there's so much history personally and professionally with me and AJ. And for him to be on this stage, uh, especially, you know, uh, after AJ left TNA and I had obviously already been gone for us to reconnect in New Japan under those circumstances and, and, and see his accomplishments in, in New Japan, which, which I was so freaking proud of him for doing that. Uh, and then here we are at Mania and it's the year I'm going in the Hall of Fame and and he's headlining as the WWE champion. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, uh, congratulations again. It's amazing, and it's well-deserved. Uh, thank you so much. As always, thanks for your time, man. We'll talk soon. And, uh, uh, again, as always, I appreciate the support you've given me over the years. So uh, thanks for this interview, and uh, talk soon. For all the latest news and interviews, WrestlingInc.com is the only website you need. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.